welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. Team, I got to tell you, I, I am excited to talk about today's message. And it's been preaching to me for a couple of weeks now, and uh, I can't wait to share it with you. One of, the, one of the joys and one of the painful parts of being a disciple of Jesus is not staying where you are. Has anybody besides me noticed that? I mean, it's joyful that we get to move forward, but the things it takes to move us forward are painful. (laughs) You know, it's always dealing with your volition, right? Has anybody besides me noticed that? Wave at me if you've figured that out. It it messes with your volition, with with your will. But then... It, true, true, right? We win or lose by the way we choose. Amen. But, uh, yeah. And so the year 2022, say it with me, is a year for all things new. Oh, come on. You can say it a lot louder than that. It's a year for all things new. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the world's on its great reset, but Jesus has one. It's a lot better. (laughs) All things new. But if we're going to experience and live in all things new, that means we have to be willing to remove the things that restrain us, the things that resist the things that hinder, the things that distract, the things that disrupt, we we have to be willing to remove those things so we can move forward into the new, right? I mean, it's, it's a true statement, right? That if you keep doing the same things you've always done, expecting different results... You'd be just a little bit. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had the courage to say it. A little bit crazy. It's not, you know. And so we've got to be, if we're going to have all things new, that means we've got to be willing to do, to remove. And it, 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 may, be, it may be a habit that, You've been meaning to change, but you haven't. Now, we're not talking about New Year's resolutions here, folks. We all know what New Year's resolutions are. It's those things that we promised January 1 and we don't do by January 30th, right? (laughs) And so that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about about entering into, say it with me. All things do. Mm-hmm. Half of you got it. We'll do it again. We're talking about... There we go. Because if we're going to do that, though, that means we've got to deal with those habits. We've got to deal, maybe it's attitudes that we've got to work on. We've got to change. 
Maybe, maybe it's an addiction that you've, you've stopped for a while and then, and then a few weeks later you're doing it again or a few months later. It, or maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a past experience that you live out of and you're living in regret. Maybe you're living with condemnation. Just those things that are restrainers and resistors, we've got to remove those things so that we can move forward. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, in doing that, okay, Scripture, Scripture talks about if we're going to live all things new, it starts with receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen. The, the Apostle Paul wrote about this in uh, um, Titus chapter 3. Would you read it together with me, everyone? For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Stop. They were needing to make all things new. Can you say amen? Okay, here we go. But when the kindness and love of our God and our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Now, Jesus called that being born again. Remember, he had a Pharisee named Nicodemus came and saw him one night, and Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Jesus called it being born again, okay? Titus called it the washing and renewing of the Holy Spirit that makes us a whole new creation. Makes us a whole new creation. Gives us a whole new life source so that we can begin living all things new. But if we're going to go forward in that and consistently live in all things new as a disciple of Jesus Christ, there are some things that Scripture really makes plain to us that has to happen in our life. It doesn't just happen. How many were like myself, you received Jesus as Lord and Savior, and then it was like it got worse. And I thought somebody had lied to me because they said when I got saved, all that would go away. I think the devil jumped on me or one of his demons. You know what I'm saying? It just, how many been there? Okay. And, and so what, what we're talking about is we have to cooperate with the work of Almighty God in our life so that we are consistently moving forward. It's not how fast you're moving forward. It's how consistent you're moving forward. Want to hear it again? It's not how fast you're moving forward. It's how consistent that you're moving forward. Amen? Amen. So we're going to look this morning 
at some things that will assist you in that moving forward and living all things new. Amen? Amen. Writer of Proverbs talked about it in a very interesting way. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, would you read it with me? He said, do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart's not with you. Now, I highlighted that one portion for, say it with me, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Key thing. Okay? Key thing. Your stinking thinking <laughs> will keep you back from moving forward. What you allow your imagination to dwell on will keep you from moving forward. Your ideology, your philosophy, your reasoning, your worldview will keep you from moving forward. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, the Apostle John wrote about this in his first epistle and the first chapter. Let's read what he said, everyone together. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Wow. Did you hear that? And no darkness at all. Wow. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Wow, that's a sock in the jaw right there. Okay. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Now listen. Listen, this is a key principle that you've got to have in your life. This is absolutely non-optional for the one that wants to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. This principle right here. The amount of darkness that you allow in your mind will dictate your level of victory and your level of living all things new. That got real quiet. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Because this is an absolute principle. It's non-optional. The amount of darkness that you allow in your mind will determine your level of consistent victory and living all things new. There is a direct ratio between the amount of darkness, the amount of light that you have in your mind and the level of your victory in Jesus and your level of living consistently victorious in Jesus Christ. It's just an absolute principle. And so you want to be careful what you're allowing into your brain through your eye gate, through your ear gate, through your self-talk, what you are allowing into your life. Amen. Because the amount of darkness that's coming in, if you just love to entertain yourself, 
with vulgarity and violence and stuff and, and, and uh, witchcraft and sorcery that's in the movies today and you just love to entertain yourself with that and you're just feeding on that regularly, I'm going to tell you, you are allowing darkness into your brain that you may not know it, but I'm telling you, it is building walls of resistance in your life that will keep you back spiritually from being all that Jesus called you to be. If you're allowing yourself to fantasize what it would be like with her, what it would be like with that guy on the job, if you're allowing yourself to fantasize what it would be like in a completely different marriage relationship, or what it would be like if, you, if you're allowing yourself on pornography, I am telling you right now, you are killing yourself spiritually. Amen. The amount of darkness... It may not be that. It may be that you constantly rehearse your pain. You constantly rehearse things that happened to you. You constantly rehearse bitterness, resentment. You constantly rehearse how bad it was growing up. You constantly rehearse how you were wounded, how you were hurt. You constantly rehearse those things that disappointed you, those things that disillusioned you, and you're running them through your mind. You're running them through your mind, and the enemy loves it because as you run that track, he is wrapping your soul and spirit in his chains, and he will keep you from moving forward. See, that's why he says, if we, have, if we say we have fellowship with him, if you'd go back one slide for me, if we, say, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Look at that. Our relationships will be healthy. In human relationships, our relationship with him will be healthy. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, I love it. In the Greek, it says it this way, keeps on cleansing. Amen. Amen. See, you can't separate this. It's an absolute principle. That is why the Apostle Paul wrote it in the passage that Pastor Jesse read to you at the beginning of the service this morning in Romans chapter 12. Would you read it together with me again? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? If you're going to live all things new, you've got to have a new brain. <laughs> I tell people, God doesn't do a frontal lobotomy on you when you get saved. God, God, God does not mind that you that you look, that you look and you study and you want it, you want it to make sense, right? It's okay. Because God doesn't do a frontal lobotomy, He just does a whole brain transplant. Because we all grew up with a messed up brain. Okay? And so he says, look, here's the first step in, in what we're talking about today. The very first step is present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy and acceptable to God. Well, well what, what does that mean? Well, Jesus described it really, really well in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, when he was asked, what's, what's the great, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? And they, they thought they were going to trick him, and instead Jesus just blasted them away as he always did. He says, oh, I'll tell you what the, first, the greatest commandment is. It's the Shema. Hero Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Amen. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Love the Lord thy God. Choose to love him with all your heart. That means that no one and nothing comes ahead of God. You love him supremely. I have told my wife this for 51 years, and she loves it, and she has the same heart. We do not love each other more than we love God, because we know our ability to love each other is directly dependent upon how much we love God. Amen. He comes first. He comes first. He is first in everything. I don't love God more than I love golf. I enjoy golf, but I don't love golf more than I love God. I do not want a dimpled, shaped heart. <laughs> I want my heart to look more and more every day like Jesus. Come on, amen? amen. So you make the choice to love him supremely above everything else, Amen. even more than you love yourself, especially more than you love yourself, because that goes to the next one, with all thy heart, with all thy soul. I choose to obey God in all things, no matter what it costs me. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. You got to chew on that one a while. Then the third one is with all my mind. So I choose. And Jesus used an interesting word here. Look at it with me. It's dianoia. Dianoia means the, the thinking process. The thinking process. The, the reasoning process. So I'm going to love God with all of my thinking and all of my reasoning. Do you? Do you love God with your self-talk? Or are you constantly saying, you're so stupid. You'll never want to. You can't do it. Wait a minute. God gets offended that you talk about his child that way. Even if it is about yourself. You're his child. He loved you. He redeemed you. He wants you to talk about you the way he talks about you. Do, do, do you love God in all of your thinking? Yeah, that, that supervisor, he's so stupid. I know this job better than he does. He's such an idiot. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you thinking about your supervisor the way God thinks about your supervisor? Are you tracking with me? This is a little tougher than it's, than it's it, Right? But listen, if we're going to present ourselves to God a living sacrifice, these three things has to be a part of it because this is the only way you do it right here. Amen? Amen? Wow, okay, all right. But now listen. So the Apostle Paul said not only do you have to 
present yourself to God in this way. But then God said you have to become like bullfrogs and butterflies. <laughs> what? What are you saying, Pastor? No, you got to become like bullfrogs and butterflies. What, what, what do you mean by that? Remember what he said? He said, and don't be conformed to this world. Don't take on its fads, its fashions. Don't take on its way of thinking and reasoning. Don't adopt its philosophy. Don't adopt its worldview. Don't adopt its culture. Because when you do, it's going to shape you and press you into its mold. Right now, dear ones, listen to me. Listen, there is such a fear-mongering going on across this nation. Oh, listen, every day, oh, 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 you're going to die, oh, and, and it's just crazy how the world is trying to shape you into a spirit of fear so it can control you. Amen. And I'm saying to you, child of God, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Transformed. In the Greek, that is the word metafuao. I know you're waiting to hear that. We get the English word metamorphosis from that Greek word. Metamorphosis. That's what makes a polywog into a bullfrog, and that's what makes a woolly worm into a monarch. Oh, yeah. And Almighty God says, listen to me, all you bullfrogs, all you, rather, all you woolly worms and all you pollywogs out there. Come on. Amen. I want you to soar with me, and I'm going to change you from being a sinner to a saint. Yeah. Amen. Woo, that's fun. All things new. I'm going to change you from being that person you used to be. And you're going to walk out of that grave in newness of life. And because I live, you live also. Come on. All things new. Come on. All things new. Say it. All things new. Come on. All things new. Now I want you to close your eyes and I want you to say it to yourself. All things new. Come on. All things new. All things new. I am not going to stay where I am. I am going there. All things new. All things new. How? By the renewing of your mind. See, you just can't get away from it. This, this brain thing just comes in every time. By the renewing of your mind. But Paul didn't use the same word Jesus used. Jesus used dianoi. He used vous. Vous is the Greek word that means the source, the cause of why you think the way you think. Why you reason the way you reason. Goes to the very source, the very cause See, people say, well, I'm the way I am because, well, after all, you know, dad was da 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 Or they'll go, well, you know, I'm the way I am because, after all, I'm Italian. (laughs) 
But what are we identifying with? We're identifying with the earth. We're identifying with the world. I, I, I know... I know that biologically and all that DNA and all that stuff comes into it. I know that all comes into it. All of that comes into it. All you got to do is look at me and look at my youngest grandson. And you know, DNA comes into it. I can't tell you how many times I've said to Roz, I'm sorry, Roz. I, please forgive me. <laughs> He's that way because of me. Sorry. <laughs> right? But hallelujah, I hope he's becoming a redeemed me. Because you see, here's what Jesus does. When Jesus gets a hold of it, he says, I know that's all the DNA, and I know that's all that stuff, but I'm giving you a new brain. I'm renewing the very source of how you think and how you reason, the very source of your ideology and your philosophy and your thought patterns, the very source of your worldview. I am changing that, and you're going to live by a new culture. Instead of living by the culture of Italy or the culture of New Mexico or the culture of Guatemala or the culture of Russia or the culture of, of the Pacific Northwest or the culture of the Southeast, I'm going to make you live by the culture of the kingdom of Almighty God. That's the culture that's going to shape you. Because I'm going to change the source. Amen? Yes. All things new. All things new. When he talks about renewing, the Greek word literally means to renovate. You know what that's like. You bought a 1954 home, and you go in and you take all the sheetrock down and, and all the outside sheeting off, and you, and you change it from that slapboard siding, and you want to put on new cedar siding and inside you want to you want to change the 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 way it looks maybe you even want to take instead of having a small living room you want to have a grand room or maybe you want to take the master bedroom and you're going to take out one of the bedrooms and make a large master bedroom with large walk-in closets but you're, you're just going to change it you're making sure all of the framework is is doesn't have any dry rot or any damage to it and and then you start putting on the new siding and the new sheetrock and then you go up and you take off all the roof and you check the sheeting of the roof and you put on good sheeting make sure that's all there and you, and you you're renovating. And Almighty God, when you are born again by the washing of regeneration and the new and, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, Almighty God comes in and he says, listen. He says, he says you know what? That, that's too small. Your thinking is too small. I want to enlarge that to a grand room. That little living room you've been living in, that's too small. That's, that's old thinking. That's old reasoning. I want to enlarge it because I want you to be able to think like I think. And my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, but if you will let me renew your mind, I will make your thoughts my thoughts and my ways your way. That's why he say, I want scripture for that. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Psalm 103, it says, God showed his acts to Israel. Crossing the Red Sea, bitter water turned sweet, manna from heaven, right? But listen, but my ways to Moses. 
See, Israel never experienced all things new except Joshua and Caleb. But Moses, he learned the ways of God. Come on, amen? amen. He let his mind be renewed. And you got to have your mind renewed. Is this, is this starting to click? Yeah. Come on. Come on. See, God wants to renovate your brain. But you, you listen, and when he talks about the mind, when he talks about vus, it's both the conscious and the subconscious. Because the way you live in really consistent total victory is he gets all the way down to the subconscious and he begins renewing the subconscious. Now, I want to tell you, psychology can't do that. Psychiatry can't do that. Medicine can't do that. No, no, there's not a pill that will help you go to your subconscious. Okay? No, that doesn't work. But I'll tell you what, Almighty God, the power of the Holy Spirit, he can get to the subconscious and renew the subconscious. So the clear down to the way you think deeply, he begins changing and transforming so you live in the power of all things new. Well, how's that happen? Well, you got to give him building material. You got to give him building material. So that means you got to read the word regularly and consistently. Read the word. Come on, read the word regularly and consistently. How come? Because truth is in the word of God. That's where the source of truth is. And the truth will make you free. You should know the truth. The truth shall make you free. So you read the word. But it's not enough just to read the word because that's surface. And God wants you to go deeper than the surface. Listen, listen. Hebrews chapter 5, he talks to me. He says, he says, man, this is a time. You ought to be teachers, but you still need to be taught. Because milk belongs to those who, who are immature and don't know how to do things. But strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use have exercised their senses, their brain, to the discerning of both good and evil. He says, I want you to be mature because I want you to be able to take your reasoning, your thought patterns, your ideology, your philosophy, your worldview, and I want you to be able to discern between what is evil and what is good. Because in this world, they're going to confuse those, and pretty soon they're going to start calling evil good and good evil, and you'll get confused, and you're going to be destroyed as a disciple of Jesus Christ. But a true disciple of Jesus, they are continually eating on the meat of the word, training their brain to think the way God thinks. So you got to get past just reading, and you got to have a study program. So become a part of a Wednesday night Bible study. Become a part of a life group. Wow, we're going to be doing that new life group and that study on the blessed life. It is amazing. You're going to love it. Get some books. We've got our library out here. Get some books. Grab some books. Study. My, my series that I've got, the trilogy that I wrote, uh, Discovering True Identity and Agape and, and then charis, which is the Greek word for grace. Get those. They, they will take you deep if you will get into those. Study them. Get study books. And, and can, okay, stop commercial. Could you, could you do me a favor? When you read one of my books, get on Amazon and leave a comment for me, okay? And, and stuff, because that, that just helps, okay? So uh, just, just FYI. Okay, uncommercial. We're going on. <laughs> well, most people don't even know to do that. But you got to give God building material. But listen, here, here's, here's my last point. If you're going to get to the subconscious, you got to do more than read the word. You got to do more than just study the word. You have to memorize and meditate on the word. 
because that's what gets to the subconscious. When you memorize and then put yourself to sleep at night meditating on the word, that word goes into the subconscious and starts cleansing and purging the subconscious. And so memorize, memorize. And don't just memorize a verse here, verse here, verse here, verse here, verse here. Memorize blocks of scripture. Memorize blocks of scripture. I, I recommend, start, start with Romans 6, 1 to 11. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, being buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. All things new. Come on. Give God a praise. Okay, that's the first six. I got you started. Okay, come on. Memorize. Six. Then, then go to eight. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son and the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Yeah. All things new. Amen. Memorize large blocks of scripture and as you're memorizing them, then at night when you turn the light out, you put your head on the pillow, just start rehearsing it. Just start saying it to yourself. And as you do, just emphasize different words as you're saying. And then when you go to sleep, Holy Spirit's going to take that word and he's going to take it deep and he's going to start cleansing and washing by the washing of the water by the word. He's going to start cleansing that subconscious. Now, when you start doing that, if you do that consistently, the first three to five days, you maybe have some really bizarre dreams, some really wicked dreams, some really crazy dreams. But that's what, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because about that, that sixth or seventh night, pretty soon your dreams are going to just turn, and you're going to go, wake up in the morning, and you're going to go, oh, I had such a good night's rest. Oh, was so good. and my, my dream, and, and, and I don't know what, I had a lot of people say, Pastor Dean, I started waking up singing. It was just amazing. Yeah, because why? Your subconscious is being cleansed and washed and purged. What man can't do, Almighty God does. All things new. All things new. But you got to cooperate. You got to cooperate. You got to make the choice. God, I'm going to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Almighty God, I'm going to give you building material so you can make my brain all new so that my behavior is all new. And then, Lord, I'm going I'm to start, as you're doing that, I'm going to subject my thoughts to your word, truth. When I'm thinking things that are not truth, I'm going I'm to stop them. I'm going to bring every thought captive and into obedience to Jesus Christ. So, oh, 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 that's a negative thought. No, I'm going to bring it to Jesus. No, Jesus, I'm not a loser. You have made me a new creation. Oh, 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 no, no, Jesus, no, Jesus. They're not, they're not a bum. They're not evil. Jesus, bless them. They can't help themselves. You love them. I know you love them. 
Teach me how to love them. I'm not even going to call them an idiot, Lord. Just love them. Come on. Take every thought. That's what he's talking about. He said, he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every proud thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen, bringing every thought captive and into obedience to Jesus Christ. See there? That's how it works. You ready? You ready for all things new? We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at